Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. So, last week, I was telling y'all about some things that had happened in China while we were there. I, 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 I briefly, please, you can go back... Um, you can go to live stream, you can go to Facebook, you can go to our website where it says watch live, click on those links, you can catch up on every uh, clinic that we've ever done. We even have an a, a app for Android and iPhone or Android and Apple devices where you can hear an audio of that. So there's tons of ways that you can catch up on the messages. But if you missed last week, it, it, today is a continuation. So last week I told you about how me and Griffin had gone from the hotel to go get some food at McDonald's. Thank you, Lord, for McDonald's in China. I can only eat so many noodles. I am not noodle folk, okay? I am a beef folk. <laughs> beef and potatoes, not noodles and with noodles in it. And um, so anyway, we were going to McDonald's for a two all-beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, tomatoes on a, less, on a sesame seed bun, right? Something like that. <laughs> I just showed you how old I am. <laughs> um, so we were going over there, and, and we crossed this overpass, and, and there was a, a lady sitting there with her daughter. It, it didn't really look, there's tons of people in China, there's tons of people. So we didn't, I didn't really pay attention to it. But on the way back, we realized that she was homeless, and she was holding her daughter. And um, the, the daughter was kind of crying, and she was trying to, you know, console the daughter and everything. And so I pull my wallet out, I'm going to give her some money because that's what God led me to do. And I pulled out a 10. Now, this is, this is in Chinese money, but uh, I, I pull out a $10 in Chinese money. And before I knew it, Griffin pulls his wallet out. And in China, the, the, the dollars are different colors for different uh, what they're worth. A $10 bill is white. A $100 bill is pink. And what I saw in his hand was a pink bill. I was going to give her $10. My son was going to give her $100. And I thought, my gosh, here I am supposed to be setting the example. But it's not me setting the example. It's my son that's setting the example. And isn't it crazy how Jesus himself said, unless we become like little children, we will never enter the kingdom of God. See, Griffin was giving. It wasn't Griffin's money. I mean, we had given him money. So he wasn't afraid to give it away. I was not giving money because my money doesn't come from me. It comes from God through my work and through the people that had donated. But I was only willing to give 10. So I put the 10 back in and pulled out 100. And you know what happened whenever we gave that homeless lady two $100 bills? She started crying. And she said thank you to us. But she held her daughter up. And she was smiling. And the daughter was smiling now. And I walked away both feeling happy and humbled. And so thankful for my son and his pure heart. 
told you about that last week. And then I told you about how it was so hard walking around. 1.4 billion people in China. They have, United States only has 343 million. They have 1.4 billion. They have a billion more than we have. We don't even have a billion and they have a billion more. There's people everywhere. And when you are walking down the street in China with a cowboy hat on, leading a 14-year-old blind Chinese boy and holding the hand of a six-year-old Chinese boy, you are something to stare at. <laughs> and I don't mean look at. I'm talking about this. I'm dead serious, guys. And they, they wasn't trying to be rude. They had just never seen that. Okay? And at, at first it was like, hey, how are you doing? And after a while, you're like this. I don't even want to look at anybody. You know? And I started getting real self-conscious. And I didn't even want to go outside with the boys because I just got so tired of being stared at. And so we're walking to this Japanese food place in a Chinese country and because they had some pretty good beef that it was, it was good and so that's where I wanted to eat every day and so I'm walking down the street and Christy's got Jake the blind one and I've got Jason Ray the the little one and I'm holding his hand and he's just like <sighs> I got me a family everything's cool and daddy in Chinese is Baba he's like Baba 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 yeah just like that just like that. And so we're, we're walking down the street and we're, and we're holding hands. And I'm just like trying to get like, just trying to be small. And suddenly I hear a security guard start yelling at us. Hey, hey, we're going to Chinese jail. <laughs> Concentration camp or something. We're, we're, we're done for. We're done for. And I look over expecting to see, you know, kamikaze pilot or something. That's Japanese. But anyway, Chinese Security guard is looking at us, and whenever I turn to look, he goes. And you know what? That one man's actions erased a million of those stares. And you know what? It also opened my eyes up that instead of seeing the beauty of my new son and seeing how happy he was, I was making it about me and how uncomfortable I was. He had spent his entire life in an orphanage where he was abandoned. And I was a little concerned about being stared at. And then I told you about how on the last night we went over to another McDonald's. We were in a different city now. We were in the city where you wear the weather. It was so humid. You needed to shower like four times a day. And um, so we're, we're walking to McDonald's, and, and we walk in, we'd seen this other homeless guy, and he only knew one English word, and it was, hello, hello. <laughs> and he had this big goatee, I mean, it looked just like out of a Chinese movie. I mean, he could have, he probably an ex-Kung Fu guy or something. And so he was sitting there, and we walked by, and he was so happy. He was like, hello, hello. And because we had seen him earlier that day, and I didn't do anything because it was crazy and people were around. And so our, I, just, I just looked at him. Hello! And I walked into McDonald's. I already knew I was going to help him. So I bought him a couple of double uh, cheeseburgers, right? And then put some money on the bottom of the bottom cheeseburger. And so we come walking out, and, and I hand it to him. And he's like, oh, oh, she, 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 which means thank you. And, um, and so, I mean, no more did I hand it than they saw that I was helping somebody. 
Here's an American that's willing to help somebody. And I mean, boom, here they come. And there's one guy, he runs up, and he's like, he's like, sir, sir. He had decent, you know, Chinglish, I would call it, you know. And um, he was like, sir, sir, bad, bad time, bad time. I got to go Hong Kong. Got to go Hong Kong. No money, no money. Sir, I, I give you, I give you this. I give you this. And he had a brand new iPhone 6S. I mean, those things are $800. He said, I give you this. And he said, 2,500 yuan. 2,500 yuan. I didn't have $2,500 yuan, you know? And I was like, I, I don't have that. I'm sorry. And so I just keep walking. He's like, sir, sir, I really need help. Please, please, can't you help, sir? And he said, he said, uh, he said uh, 2,000 yuan. I said, I don't, dude, I don't have $2,000. And so I started thinking, I was like, well, we were planning on getting Jake, the older one, because even with like the, the uh, Siri and stuff, he can use a phone. And it's pretty amazing what this kid can do. And, but he needs a new one. So I thought, well, I'll get him this. I mean, you know, kind of kill two birds with one stone. And I said, dude, all I have is $200 American. He said, oh, sir, God bless, God bless. He said, yes, sir, yes, here, here. And so I pull... $200 out, and I give it to him, and he gives me the phone, and I stick it in my pocket, and we walk into the hotel. I'm going to have to be a little honest here. I didn't pull it out of my pocket because I was just a little bit concerned that it might have been stolen. So, <laughs> so I kept it in my pocket till we got in the hotel. And so whenever we got in the hotel, Griffin's like, dang, Dad, that's, a, that's cool. That was cool. And so I pull this phone out of my pocket. I look at it. And I turn it on, and what I find when I turn it on brought tears to my eyes. There was nothing on that dang thing. He scammed me like a son of a gun. <laughs> it was a dummy phone. He had switched it whenever I pulled the money out of my wallet. He gave me, it, I can bring it to you, looks exactly, has the same weight, same feel. Doesn't even have a charging port on the bottom of it. It's fake. It's in China. But that's not what broke my heart, that he scanned me and cheated me. What broke my heart and what brought tears to my eyes is I had realized that I had just learned a $200 lesson. Because see, I didn't help him. I was using him. In his supposed distress, I was using him. I was taking advantage of him. If I wanted to help him get to Hong Kong, then I should have just given him the money and walked away expecting nothing in return. But I didn't. I didn't. Man, I was, and, and man, I made so many excuses and I justified it in my head that, oh, I'm going to do this and, you know, I can be helping him and get something out of it at the same time. But it, it doesn't really work like that. I knew that I had not helped that man out of a genuine faith. I'd used him. I helped him because of what I was getting out of the deal, and I had missed the point. I had missed the point. If you're going to help someone, you help them without any expectation of what you might get out of it. Because anytime you go to help someone for what you might get out of it, you are manipulating them. You are not loving them. Now, if you do get something out of it later by the grace of God, then you can celebrate that. But if you go into helping somebody with intention that you're being the good Christian, that is not genuine faith. That is not genuine faith. 
as Christians, or as some people like to say, well, I, I believe in God. There needs to be something different about us, you know? There needs to be something different. Charles Spurgeon, who was a great English theologian, a guy that teaches about God, pastor, preacher, author, speaker, he said this, if there is not a visible difference between you and the world, then there is not an invisible one either. Think about that. If there is not a visible difference between you and the rest of the world, then make no mistake about it, there's not an invisible one either. There's not. It's God's love or God's light that is the difference that people see. It's who we are. It's the grace that we have. It's the things that we do. It's our attitude that we put out there. See, those are the different things that shine God's light, and it's God's light that people see. And in 1 Timothy chapter 1, I'll have to get better at this. There it is. 1 Timothy chapter 1, 5 and 6. Paul says, i got to go back. Well, crud. That's what I get for trying to use technology. There we go. The purpose of my instruction... Oh, my good grief. Anybody good with computers? We have a job opening. <laughs> the purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. But some people have missed this whole point. Think about that. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. Where does a pure heart come from? How do we get it? It is the grace of God. It is the grace of God. Grace is a gift from God that cannot be earned or lost. Think about that. Grace is how we are saved. You can refuse the gift, but once it is given, it can never be taken back. It will never be taken back. Think about that. This has to do with salvation. This is how we are saved. Paul says, we are saved by grace through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. Did you know that there is only one way you get to heaven, and that is faith in God, and his son offered himself up as a sacrifice, a free gift that whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. That is it. There's only one way to heaven, and that is if you have faith in God, or in Jesus that God sent. There's only one way to hell. If you don't have faith in God. Okay? I ask people a lot of times, how do you get to heaven? And they say, Jesus Christ. I say, how do you get to hell? And they go, well, if you smoke and you drink and you cuss and you're a cowboy. and you know. No, 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 no. There's only one way in, but there's only one way out. And if you can't earn your salvation, if it's when you have faith, it's given. If you still have that same faith, it will never be taken away regardless of the mistake that you might make. That is not a license to sin. Those things will break your heart when you are truly saved. We know that faith in Jesus Christ is how we get to heaven and that Jesus is the grace of God. Most people miss the point. But some people have missed this whole point. Some people miss the point by giving out what they want to keep instead of giving from the boundless supply they were given. See, some people miss the point, and they want to give $10 to the homeless children and watch their son give 100 God says, freely you were given, so freely give. But how much of us do the exact opposite of that? Where does a pure heart come from? 
comes from grace and grace alone. It is the foundation of everything that we do. We were given something that we did not deserve, that we cannot earn, that will never be taken from us as long as we have faith in the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Where does a clear conscience come from? It comes from humility. I want you to think about this. Grace is the foundation. That's how we get to heaven. That is our destination. But our disposition or our attitude, where our clear conscience comes from, is comes from humility. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Pride in God will not exist in the same place. It's kind of like oil and water. Man, if your glass is filled up with that old dirty oil called pride, and you try to pour water into it, the water's just going to run out. But if you will humble yourself and kneel down and pour out that pride, guess what? God fills the rest of it up with himself. You cannot be filled with God's love. Pride and God's love will not coexist in the same body. That's called dying to self. That's what humility is all about. There's a billion dollar self-help industry that tries to tell you what's important. Humility says God is more important and you'll let him keep you. Humility says we'll let God protect you, teach you, stick up for you, comfort you, defend you, love you, mold you, instead of you trying to do it all yourself. Most people have missed the point because everything they do, think, and feel is based on them and how every action they make and everyone makes affects them. Boy, aren't we the center of our universe? We have successfully created God in our image when God thinks like us, wants the same things of us, blesses the same things that we like, right? We have successfully created God in our image. But see, humility says, not me, God, but you. Jesus said, not my will, but yours. That's what God said. Every bit of anger, jealousy, hurt feelings. You know, that was one of the most crazy revelations that I've ever received. Is one day whenever I was big, bad, butt hurt. Anybody ever been big, bad, butt hurt? Probably today, or yesterday, or now. He said, big, bad, butt hurt in church. I'm offended. (laughs) The greatest revela- one of the greatest revelations I ever had was the only thing that can get, that can hurt your, fi- the only thing that gets hurt in you is pride. And the more pride you have, the more your feelings get hurt. The more pride you have, the more offended you get. The more pride you get, the more mad you get. The more pride you have, the more jealous you get. The more pride you have, the more insecurity you have. The more pride you have, the more depressed you are. Humility is the answer. People miss the point by getting tired of everyone staring at them instead of feeling and sharing the joy of a little boy who couldn't care less. You know, that little boy was walking, and you know, I think deep down inside him, he was saying, look at us. Look at us. But my pride and my ego and my self-consciousness was, yeah, yeah, good looking at us. Yeah, it's all about me. It's all about me. If one thing this adoption is teaching me is that it is not about me. It is not about me. You know what Jesus said? Listen to this. You want to know what our attitude is? Our, our, our pure heart comes from grace. That's the only place it can come from. Our clear conscience comes from humility. And Jesus himself said this. And if you call yourself a Christian, you need to listen. And you need to do exactly what Jesus says. Not what, don't pick and choose what you think you want to do. But listen to this. He says, learn from me. For I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. <laughs> you know, 
Put in the $29.95 in the offering barrel back there because I just self-helped you. Right? I just solved everybody in your problems. I didn't do it. God did. I just passed it along. I, you know, I mean, it's humility. It's not about you, cowboy. It's about him. And when we empty ourselves of pride, we get filled with the love of God. So where does genuine faith come from? We've talked about grace. We've talked about humility. Where does genuine faith come from? Some people aren't going to like this. It comes from good works. Paul said we are saved by grace through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. And that is true. I I already told you that we are not saved by anything that we do. We are saved by faith, saved by grace through faith, right? Got me? Saved by grace through faith. Paul said that. James says, show me a faith without good works, and I'll show you that you don't have any faith at all. Think about that. We are commanded. James 1.27 says, the pure and perfect religion that God calls, or the, the religion that God calls honest and pure is one that takes care of orphans and widows in their distress and keeps oneself from being polluted by the world. What are we doing as Christians? Some people have missed the point. We help people even when we do help people. We do it based on what we get out of it. When we do this, we get nothing no matter how much we do. But not just that. We've also missed the point about God. And I'm going to turn the tables completely upside down on you now. We are the thief. We are the thief. We ask God to help us and we promise him a brand new iPhone 6S. Or we promise him that we will work on how we treat our spouse. Or we say, man, if you will just help me, God, then I will read my Bible. God, if you will just get me out of this jam, I will turn my life around and I'll quit those addictions. I'll quit looking at that stuff on the computer. I will quit damaging my kids. I will quit. I will get control of my anger. I will get control of my emotions. God, if you will do this, I will do that. And you know what we do? We slip a sorry, broken, fake iPhone into his pocket. Every single one of us. That's what we do. We are not the victim. We are the thief. We are shysters selling our wares to the highest bidder. The world offers shiny objects, notoriety, and paper with dead presidents. And you know what God offers us? Forgiveness for every single one of our sins through his son. He offers us eternal life. And he offers us purpose through good works. Through doing things for others. Not thinking that, that they are necessarily, you're not bowing down. You're just putting other people before you, just like Jesus did. We are saved by grace, through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. But you show me a faith without good deeds, and I'll show you a dead faith. Oh, and one more thing. Let's look at the rest of this Bible verse. Maybe. There we go. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. But some people have missed this whole point. They have turned away from these things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. You want to miss the whole point? Then be a Christian who spends all their time talking about Christianity instead of doing what God told us to do. They have turned away from these things and spend their time talking, talking, just talk. I pray to God right now.
that if you call yourself a believer, that you call yourself a son of God, that you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, that it is all not just talk. Not just meaningless, meaningless words. Here's Christianity in a nutshell. You want to be able to wrap your mind around theology? This is not all-encompassing, but it does cover quite a bit of it. Our destination is heaven. We get there through grace, which we can neither earn nor lose. And I thought I had that. Oh, there it is. Our destination is heaven. We get there through grace, which we can neither earn nor lose, as long as we have faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The point of this gift is a pure heart, a child's heart. What does, what does a little child do to earn a parent's love? Nothing. He is, therefore, he is loved. He is cared for. Our disposition, our destination is heaven. Our disposition should be humility. Only by humbling ourselves can we get rid of ego and pride, and in God, it is God that fills that empty void left behind with himself. The point of this is a clear conscience that is near the, neither troubled nor exuberant about what the world dishes out. Humility is neither troubled nor exuberant about what this world has to offer. That's humility. Our destination is heaven. Our disposition is humility. And our duty is good works. When God truly resides in your heart, you will want to share that love with others through good works, through good deeds, through being nice, through, be, through helping people. And I'm not saying that you have to move to a foreign country and become a missionary. And I'm not saying that you're not going to do that either. You need to do whatever God leads you to do. The point of this is a genuine faith, not just one that looks good and talks good and shows up to church on Sunday mornings or shows up to a Bible study or doesn't do any of that but claims to believe in God. It takes these three things to be filled with God's love. And when you do that, your life will be so transformed that people will notice. Because make no mistake about it, if there is not a visible difference between you and the rest of the world, there's not an invisible one either. Let's go to God in prayer. God, I thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for sending your son. And God, without a long drawn out prayer, I pray that that cowboy and cowgirl, that older man or woman, and that young man or woman that you've been talking to today, that they don't leave here transformed for the rest of their life. And that can only be done by calling on Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen.